All right, that was awful. Uh, welcome to Houndstooth Heroes, brought to you by Druid City Brewing Company. I'm Greg, and he's Ellis, and we are coming to you live as hell from Nashville, Tennessee, and San Francisco, California. That's right, bitches. It's go time, and your boys are here to represent. You can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com, or on Twitter at h2theroes, or maybe on Facebook where they sell your identity. Who knows for sure? Are you drinking this morning, Betsy? Well, Gregory, there's Alabama basketball on, so the answer is obviously yes. It started out with coffee, right. but uh, toward the end of the first half, there has been some additions made. So I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Well, I'm eating Arby's. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I've had a Buddy Mary, and like I said, I'm going to need Arby's later. I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's get this party started. When we last spoke, Oklahoma, Alabama with football was heading into the college football playoff against Oklahoma, and again, we won. That is absolutely right. To his ankle held up, and your tide held up, outlasting the Sooners from Oklahoma 45-34. to 34. Did not cover the spread or the over, much to the chagrin of betters everywhere. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> from the tide, jumped out to a 28 to nothing lead, and their physicality showed up. In moments like when running back Josh Jacobs steamrolled a defender on the way to the end zone. I know, right? And really, Kyler Murray sort of looked frustrated on the sidelines after being hindered by the constant Alabama pass rush. Uh, Oklahoma's offense got going midway through the second quarter and kind of kept things interesting most of the way. Uh, they never catch Alabama, who finished with 528 total yards. Uh, as an aside, Lincoln Riley in his press conference says, well, we won the third, the second, third, and fourth quarters. Well, you didn't win the game. No mm -hmm. uh, Tua finished with 24 of 27 passing, 318 yards, four touchdowns. It really felt like, honestly, the offense started coasting after getting up 28. And I guess you can't really blame them, but my heart and liver really did not need that. No, totally agree. And I'm not sure it was coasting as much as, uh, just getting really conservative, and I think, I think the final results back up that decision. So I'll take it, but again, didn't do well for my heart rate. And now, speaking of heart rates, as you may or may not know, if you've been paying attention, <laughs> your Crimson Tide is aligned yet again with the Clemson Orange Dabos for the championship in spectacular, says here, Levi Stadium <laughs> in Santa Clara, California. You have boots on the ground, Gregory. Tell the listener. Hey, Fred. Hey, Fred. Uh, uh, what you're seeing there? Well, you know, nothing yet. Flew to San Francisco last <laughs> night, staying here until Sunday because I'm told there is nothing in Santa Clara but the Field of Jeans. So I can tell you that I have located a dive bar in uh, Santa Clara or Sunnyvale or whatever called Bogarts, which is a mere walking distance from my prestigious motel. And a few bammers and I have planned to hit that on Sunday night. So if you find yourself in the South Bay Wasteland, come join us. I'm always up for a free beer. He is. He is, folks. That's true. All right, moving right true. along. Shall we take a look at Clemson? Going to answer my own question here. Yes, let's. Yes, let's do it. Uh, first and foremost, <laughs> thank you. Reporter Brett McMurphy is reporting that the suspensions have held for this game an all-world defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence, along with maybe backups. 
Uh, tight end Brandon yeah. Galloway and O-lineman Zach Diella will not play for the Orange Dabos. And as far as Lawrence is concerned, at least, uh, that's really fantastic news for the Tide. I think the Clemson defensive line is probably ooh, one of the best ever. It's a, it's a really, yeah. really good D-line. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, as I think through the things that would keep me up at night trying to get ready for this game, that's probably number one. Uh, before I get to number two, though, do you make anything of these suspensions? Apparently the players are just boggled that this happened. Well, I, I don't I don't know enough about the substance itself. Uh, and I know a lot about substances, but I don't know anything about this one. Uh, but from what I understand, it's a bunch of BS. It's a minuscule amount of something that may have been in an energy drink or something that was not pre-approved. So I think, it, you know, I think it, if it were us, I would be, you know, you know, screaming from the mountaintops, but it's not us. So really who gives a shit? Yeah. I don't know a lot either, but apparently some mystery substance that the players have quote unquote, never heard of has appeared in all their bloodstream suddenly. So <laughs> hate it for them anyway. Uh, but now looking at the stats all week, which is, as you know, really the only way I spend my time comparing uh, the two D lines. The only difference I can see really is that Alabama has put up their numbers against better competition. Uh, so based on that, the math people have put Clemson's highest possible score at 35, ceiling of 35, and obviously the tides is substantially higher than that. Uh, Gregory, what hot storylines might you have coming into this game? In Ah, uh, let me tell you. Um, I guess we'll start with the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. If Alabama wants to defend its national championship, it's got to stop freshman quarterback Lawrence. He has not had a bad game since taking over the starting job in September from Kelly Bryant. He was outstanding against Notre Dame, going 27 of 38, 327 yards and three touchdowns, hitting nine different receivers. Uh, those receivers, especially freshman Justin Ross, consistently beat short defenders for jump balls, found cushions in the seams, uh, leading to basically wide open routes. Lawrence, he rarely looked rattled despite facing pressure from five rushers. And it was obvious they were going to make him uh, beat Notre Dame by focusing their energies on Travis Etienne, and well, he did. Uh, so that's I think that's where it starts with beating Clemson is – you know, doing what Notre Dame did, shutting down the running game, because they only got one decent running back. And then basically you got to defend the pass. And he's been lights out. So it's a heavy task. What about your takes, brother? Yeah, I have one steaming one I'll serve up here for you. Uh, I mentioned Clemson's all-world D-line earlier. You know, even without the aforementioned Dexter Lawrence, if it seemed like Christian Wilkins – Cleland, I'm going to say Cleland here on this, Cleland Farrell right. and Austin Bryant were in Notre Dame's backfield every damn time the Irish snapped the ball. It's because they were. Uh, even without Dexter Lawrence, again, Clemson routinely pushed around a pretty good offensive line uh, from South Bend, and they got six sacks and eight tackles for loss there. Notre Dame's running game, which was thought to be you know key and at least kind of slowing down the D-line pressure, Never really got started either. They they hit 88 yards on 35 carries. So getting to the quarterback will be key in Santa Clara. Uh, Alabama's line allowed only 13 sacks all year, but has had some up-and-down games, I would say. 
and Clemson's gave up just 17 on the season. Yeah, and I, I guess I guess if I could see one separation spot, it's in Clemson's secondary, which is good, but not nearly on par with their guys down front, too. A throwing to Jerry Judy, Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, along with Irv Smith, is really a mismatch for any defense, but as even one as talented as Clemson's. But the Tigers' defensive backs, are they're going to need to get their hands on our receivers early and often because if a break goes their way and they get a free release, it's good night, as Oklahoma's defense found out when we racked up 45 points in the Orange Bowl. But enough about with all this, you know, information. Let's get to why the listener came. He wants to know about rat poison. Is there any rat poison this week, my man? Oh, Gregory, would I come on this here podcast without adequately prepared rat poison? Constantly. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Once or twice, perhaps. Yes, in fact, there is a form of rat poison, and it comes in uh, it's it's something more like the amino acids that ultimately make up rat poison. I'm not going to call this full rat poison, but uh, what I'm talking about, if you haven't gathered, surely you have by now, uh, people, right. the, the, the commentary surrounding Alabama's 2019 recruiting class, it has reached oh, yeah. just absurd, absurd uh, stages at this point uh, and, and was heightened again today when ESPN 300, uh, number 140 here, Chris Boggle, not to be confused with one Chris Bloggle, no, uh, no. Com- committed to Alabama no, over Tennessee, Florida, and Miami. So that puts 22 of ESPN's top 300 in this recruiting class, which is a new record. 27 four-star and five-stars in this class. And uh, Jerry Hamilton of ESPN calls this the best class yet for Alabama. It's oh. uh, it's got me a little nervous, Gregory. It feels like rat poison. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. Rat poison in the future. Um, that is fantastic, though. Uh, one thing I did want to get into uh, before we get to hating on these picks uh, is the geography of this game. Look, I'm here, and I like I like San Francisco. It's 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 dreary. It's weird. I, I kind of dig it. Uh, but you know, it's not exactly a hotbed of college football. And wouldn't you know, ticket prices have fallen to about $100. Uh, does this matter to anybody other than folks like me who prepaid the 450? Uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, we've had this game in Indianapolis, I guess it was. Was it in Indianapolis? Mm. I don't know where it was. Anyway, it's out here. And you know, Glendale was, Glen, Glen, look, Glendale's a shithole. But this, it was the first time Alabama played Clemson, and you know there were probably more Clemson folks than they than we were there. Uh, it was equally as inconvenient. The flights are, were not what they are in here, but we got nine days' notice to buy a thousand dollar flight and get a hotel room in the most expensive area in America. Does this make any sense to you? No, it doesn't make any sense to me. I I've seen more and more arguments, sort of as the week has gone on saying that these should be at, you know, traditional college football campuses, <laughs> such as yeah. Tuscaloosa or Clemson. I think that's a bad idea, too. Um, I, I don't know why they branched out from just sort of the four classics, other than the fact, obviously, that nobody wants to go to Glendale, as you said. Uh, but I think right. keep it at the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl. If you got to go to Dallas, fine. If you got to go to Glendale, right. fine. Uh, I think I think 
this is all sort of indicative of college football's ongoing shift to become more like the NFL, which is troubling on so many levels, um, other than the potential possibility of paying these players. But we won't go into that. No, I think <laughs> I think this is total trash. I hope it. I'm glad to see it backfiring on them for everyone other than you, Gregory, who right. could have saved exactly. some ducats. But uh, I hope that they just take note and fix it for the future. Well, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that also, and I just totally lost my train of thought. But, it, I mean, oh, I know. We brought up the college. I'll bring it on campus. All right, well, that's fine. Some A few people have said, let's have some stuff on campus. Well, that's great until you have to go to State College, Pennsylvania. Or, exactly. you know, somewhere, I, I don't, I mean, where, where the hell do you get there? Well, I mean, Tuscaloosa, at least you can fly into Birmingham. Trust me, I went to that Penn State game. There ain't nothing nearby. Uh, UN State College in Harrisburg is about an hour and a half away, but you can't, you don't want to fly into Harrisburg either. Harrisburg's about the size of Tuscaloosa. So, I mean, there's a lot of little school, schools and little towns that really aren't reachable. So the idea of on campus is unreasonable. The idea of having this out here, I get they want to expand the brand into the West Coast because West Coast football blows, but uh, this was not the place to do it. I'm all, you know, the Rose Bowl, fantastic. I think anybody would go to the Rose Bowl, and you, frankly, you can get a cheaper ticket going, flying out to L.A. than, you know, there's three airports out here, but they're all $1,100 to get to. So pass on all that. Uh, So I tend to agree with you on that. But, again, finally, it's time. We asked and you delivered. It is time for Ask a Hero. Burr, 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 burr. That voice. I know, right? Every week we ask you to ask us a question on here on Twitter via H2 Heroes and hashtag it Ask a Hero. And this week you delivered sort of. We usually have a bunch. We only have one, but whatever. Uh, listener Ian Petty from Nashville, Tennessee, asks us, well, he wants to know, what is the most disrespectful thing that you have done to, dis- to respect the tide? Well, listeners, actually, Lister Shoeless Jumbo, Jumbo Shet, some Jumbo Set, came through with a tremendous answer, which was becoming blackout drunk throughout the Shula era, a move that we heartily endorse. But I will ask you, Matt, how have you defiled your body to respect the tide? Oh, gosh, man. Cycling through stories that I feel comfortable telling here on the air. Uh, <laughs> There was one moment where I may have punctured a lung on the uh, railing, like the fence railing around Bryant Denny because I had left my lucky sweatshirt in there and needed to get in and return okay. it, uh, return and get gather it, I guess you would say. Uh, certainly operating in my highest uh, <laughs> facilities. But right. um, I don't know. I'm trying not to tell the sunglasses, the lost sunglasses story, and barging into houses don't, again. Don't don't tell the don't tell the break, breaking and entering story. Now let's not. No, we've done it, that enough this season. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you got. You got one? Uh, not, all I can really, I mean, I this was I was probably a sophomore, and I was you know in I I can't remember exactly what game it was, but. Something I was standing like on the bleachers, um, like standing up on like on top of the bleacher. Something happened. I took a tumble. I I think I went seven rows down, um, mm. and I I did not. I'm, I I bruised a rib. They I, I had to end up having to be hospitalized because that's my game. Um, and they I they thought I had broken a rib, but in fact it was just bruised. 
So I do have a few more injuries uh, in, 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 in respecting the Tide, but that's basically about all I got. There's, there's no limit to what we'll do, though. I feel it's important to no, know. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, give me, give you know, give me a challenge. I'm down for it. Yeah, but anyway, whatever it takes to adequately uh, respect the to, tide. Right, exactly. Uh, let's move on to the hate, shall we? There is only one hate this week, and it is a nail biter. Your tide rolls into this contest as a six point favorite with a total of just sixty. Uh, so anyway, uh, Clemson, Alabama. Who you hating, my man? What's the score? Well, Gregory, as I've Thought about this game now for more than a week, to be t- perfectly honest. Uh, one thing that's nice is this Clemson team doesn't have a single player who just keeps me up at night. Uh, Ross at the receiver spot is really, really good. They've got a good quarterback. They've got serviceable running backs. Might regret saying that later. Uh, and then, of course, the D-line is excellent. But So they've got some good units. But there's not, I don't think there's a Deshaun Watson. I don't think there is, a, you know, whoever, Johnny Menzel, or I'm trying to go beyond quarterback. But you know what I'm saying. Um, a Manti Teal, certainly. Maybe there are many Manti Teals. That would be nice. So That's that right. part's nice. I do think the D-line will be sort of the key, uh, is, is if our offensive line can stop them. And I think they will. I think we made so many mistakes last week that hopefully we will bounce back strong. I, it seems in my experience that when an Alabama team has a pretty poor showing, which as silly as it is to call that playoff win a poor showing, I think there was a lot to improve on. Uh, and I think they will come out and do that. To be clear, if they do not improve and we still have some of those really bad penalties, Poor uh, Jedrick Wills may never see Tuscaloosa again. Um, oh, that poor bastard. God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if we do that again, we will lose. But I don't see us doing that again, and surely to God, Mac Wilson will tackle someone in open space. Surely, this time. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm basing that on literally nothing. Uh have no nothing to cite to give me hope for that, but he tweets a lot, and if you tweet a lot, surely you're ready to make a tackle. Um, right. I know I am. Uh, so, all that said, I like our offense. I think our defense will do enough, and I think we're going to come out. I, uh, I, I think we'll come out a burning rage again. Is that right? Burning rage? Okay. That doesn't Fair. sound great. Uh, and I don't know. They may make it close in the second half. I think we pull it out. Gregory, I'm going to put a number on this. Let's say Alabama 69, Clemson 0. Bold, bold, bold choice. Um, I have hated the Tide all year, and I'm going to stick with what works. Um, I think Clemson disrupts Tua more than he has seen all year, including Georgia, to the point where I think Jalen may even get some action. You know, the, the, the everybody's All-American Jalen Hurts. Uh, but I still think the Tide's receivers make the difference in the game. Because other than that, I think this game feels pretty evenly matched. I'm going to go, you're tied 37, the Clemson Tigers, 32. Um, and that'll do it for another edition of Houndstooth Heroes, and possibly the last edition until next year. Uh, remember, you can find us on houndstoothheroes.com or on Twitter at H2Heroes. Thank you, as always, to Bo and Elliot and all the good folks at New York City Brewing. 
if you can't make it to the game and you're in Tuscaloosa, get your ass to the brewery and tell everybody hey for us. Uh, like I said, this may or not this may or may not be our last pod. You know, things happen. You don't know if there, but if things are happen, you can count on your boys to talk about it. Uh, roll Tide and take us home, Betsy. All right. Well, happy New Year, everybody. Gregory, I love you. Be good out there. Love you. And uh, roll Tide. All right, that's all I got. That's good enough. We all neglected right, well, to mention the Tua Jalen uh, on the field at the same time possibilities, though. Right. That's just sexy as fuck. I mean, I'll just pull my dick out if that happens. All the trick plays. Exactly. Exactly. I just feel like that's like Gus Malzahn on this bitch. Let's put, right, let's put Mac out. Let's put all the quarterbacks out there. Just fucking five quarterbacks. Just go. <laughs>